My name is Leo Rizamik. Welcome to the stunt show here on the Nachum Siegel Network. All my life, I've always kind of wondered how people can get so many things done at one time. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about that. I heard a quote once um, by Daniel Burnham, an American architect, make no little plans. They have no magic to stir men's blood. Make big plans. Aim high in hope and work. Daniel Burnham is kind of encompassing what I want to talk about today, which is someone said to me once that they want to meet that guy. And by that guy, they meant the person who can just take on a project and do it way better than you ever thought you could. Um, and you just want to understand how he does it. So that guy who manages to do it all while you sit there and wonder how. And so today we're going to try and figure out how to do that. An interview L.E.Y. Katz and Jacob Herrenstein. I will talk more about them when we meet them soon. And hopefully today we'll be able to figure out how we can multi-manage and multitask while giving everything our all at the same time. So, 
to the stunt show here on the Nahum Siegel Network. My name is Leo Rizamik, and today we are talking about how to do a lot of things at once, but somehow do them all well. My first guest today is L.E.Y. Katz. Now, to give a rough um, list of things that he is probably currently doing or has done at some point in his life, he has been the mayor of Teaneck. He's on the town council in Teaneck. He's a businessman. He's involved in real estate, restaurant ownership, and he's involved in the shul. I heard something about hotel events. Um, you did some sort of event over Sukkis and a hotel, and you are my neighbor, which I think is the most important one out of all of them. That is definitely the most important. Um, your kids hop the fence into our backyard all the time. Way have the best food. Um, so now that's just like a rough list of things that you do and pretty vague one also. I didn't really go into detail. So could you maybe tell the listeners what, I don't know if you could say a main job is, or like, what do you do? What do I do for a living, or to keep myself busy? Both. Whichever one you want to start with. Oh, I'm a I'm a, a father to three wonderful children. That's my uh, primary uh, responsibility. Uh, husband to my wife Esther, and um, I have a few different uh, responsibilities as far as giving back to the community. Uh, I do. I am currently the deputy mayor of Teaneck, former mayor, as you mentioned. Uh, I am a life member of the Teaneck Volunteer Ambulance Corps, an active member of um, 
an active member of the uh, local uh, animal cruelty investigators. Didn't even know that one. Yeah, that was another one. I don't really, I don't <laughs> just really, threw I don't, that in I there. I really tell people about that. <laughs> keep that one as well. Well, you do now. I've been doing that for like 12, 13 years. Uh, I started a uh, food pantry here in Teaneck. That's probably my uh, my most uh, the, the most joy that I ha- that I get is uh, that that food pantry being able to feed people. Um, and it's it's unfortunately a very successful food pantry. Um, I'm a uh, investor. I buy real estate, restaurants, um, and uh, I work uh, full time at uh, IDT. Okay, how exactly? So so uh, <laughs> um, I work very hard. I mean uh, that's what it comes down to. My hours are very long. I usually wake up six thirty, seven o'clock every morning. And, uh, I don't, uh, end up, uh, going to bed till 11, 30, 12, sometimes a little even. I was going to say, like, it's crazy how yeah. I was able to, I don't know if the listeners understand how many times went back and forth between the two of us to interview for this. Right. Between your schedule and. Yeah, so, but yeah. I'll tell you that, that I found, um, two secrets to my success and that is, uh, communication. Uh, I'm very, uh, responsive when it comes to, uh, emails and phone calls. You can call me almost, uh, any name in the book, but, uh, and I have been called as a politician almost name, every name in the book. <laughs> but, uh, it's more of an insult to me when you tell me that you left me a message and I didn't return your call. So I'm very, I pride myself on, uh, communication. Um, and, uh, and also, uh, I, organization. I write my, I write things down. Uh, I think about things that I have to do and I, and I make a list. I don't just uh, leave it to memory, uh, and that's also very important. And that's how I cram a lot of stuff in. Plus, I I do talk on the phone a lot. Uh, so uh, in my drive to work, I get a, I got a lot of calls done, and uh, and I and I keep my list of all the people that I have to call. They say on the way to work, your car becomes your office. Before my you car get is to my office. I, I always tell people that if I had a fax and a bathroom in my car, <laughs> I probably wouldn't leave. TV, no TV. I do watch TV, but more on the weekends. I'm more of a movie person. Um, but, uh, on the weekends, I kind of reserve it for my family and, uh, right. I try to uh, spend as much quality time with my uh, kids as I can. Now you mentioned about communication being so important. Yes. Um, my learned, father learned, always said yeah. to me that if you want something done right or what you perceive to be the right way, you should do it yourself. Yeah, that, but that clearly true. you wouldn't get so much done. So, so I, what's your I, delegating? I do, what do you I do delegate? I have a lot of wonderful people that, that, that work with me. That is also the truth. I have some assistants. Uh, I have uh, an office staff. Uh, so yes, I do, I do rely on, on some great people to help me, um, get things done. And if I didn't have that, I would not get as much as I, uh, am currently getting done done. Um, but I understand where that motto comes from about you want something done because only you can know appreciate. how you want yeah, it. Yeah, only knew you know exactly know how you want it. So how do you decide what you have to? You know where do you draw the line? You have to accept the fact that it's not going to be done exactly the way you want it, but it's going to get done. Um. So when you have an idea of something to take on, you know, you don't only do the one thing. So you know, let's say you had the idea for the pantry. When you have that kind of idea, yeah. You know, everyone has those ideas. I've had ideas, but you just don't know how to. Get it done. So I'm very good at figuring out how to get things done. I'm very resourceful. That's another one of my strong, my strong uh, attributes that I, I'm resourceful. I can get things done with uh, very little. Um, and I'm focused. So uh, some of my best ideas have come out of me sitting in shul and just uh, thinking. And then I've come up with an idea. And then right after Shabbos, I'd write it down and figure out how to get it done. Now, 
there is a quote that I found online. To be successful, the first thing you need is to love what you do. Now, yeah. would you say that some of the things are just pure passion and that's what's yeah. made them I so mean, successful? Listen, at the end of the day, work is work. That's why they call it work. Um, but uh, to be successful, you have to work hard. There's no... There's only one secret to success, and that's success. That's the bottom line. That's the secret to Can success. Can you explain that? Yeah, there's the only way to 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 be successful is work hard and get the job done, and 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 not focus on all the obstacles. There's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be problems. There's always going to be headaches. There's always going to be curveballs. There's always going to be unanticipated issues that come up, uh, and things that didn't go as way you planned, and you have to work with them and 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 try to turn a stumbling block into a fine stepping stone. Um, my mom always said to me, you know, if I had a paper due or something, she would say, you know, make a schedule, set aside an hour for this, an hour for that. Is that like, or would you say, you know, is that something people should do? Or would you say that yeah. you kind of just have to let things happen and yeah. take their course and that um, kind of thing? I don't know. I mean, first of all, I never did my homework till the night before, and sometimes I never <laughs> did my homework. Um, so, so you hear that? If you don't do your homework, you can still actually yeah. make a pretty good some, name for yourself. Some of my best test scores have been the ones I didn't study for. Um, Maybe we shouldn't say that. Right? You, Maybe you, people are listening. You could bleep you know. that one out. <laughs> um, and so, also, a lot of people say, you know, you are what you do. Right. So if you're boring, that if you do things that are boring, then you'll be boring. I believe that 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 certainly in life there's a lot of luck, uh, but I also believe that people make their own luck. Uh, and I think that uh, if you want to sit back and just wallow and and why you can't or won't be able to do something, then that's what's going to end up happening. If you go into a diet and say that I'm not going to lose weight, you're not going to lose weight. But if you go into a diet and you say this is I'm 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 prepared mentally and I'm gonna I'm gonna get this done, chances are you're gonna get it done. So you just stay focused. Um, I was actually gonna ask, you know, what advice you had for people. I mean, people always say to me, you know, what does your dad do? And he does like a million things, and mm -hmm. they're not really sure which one's his job Listen, and your, how. Your you know, father's a very unique individual, and and I'll be honest. I don't think I could do what your father does. I mean, for those who don't know, he's the uh, the unofficial chairman of the Young Israel of Teaneck. Uh, he well, that's you on, know that's what you write on his reserve. That's card. what I got on. That's that's what he that's what he's been uh, named. But that's because uh, he's gone through all the other titles of the shul and <laughs> he's he's done all the other jobs. And the reality is, the shul ticks because he's there. The shul operates smoothly because uh, of his involvement. Um, but with that, you know, shuls, just like local politics, there's people that get uh, very concerned about the way things are being done and, and, uh, people get heated and it's, uh, sometimes a very uncomfortable position to be in, but you're sitting in shul with the people that are upset at you because you did, you made this decision or that decision. Um, now there are two things you mentioned. I, I want to go on. The second thing actually is that how do you deal with, you know, someone's probably always not going to like something that you did because there's two sides to everything. And if you choose your way in your own business, then there could be someone who doesn't like it, especially you said in politics, there's going to be always someone who is on the other side. So in working your way up and getting things done all the way, how do you deal with? I, I try to be guided, but what I think is right and not necessarily what I think is popular. And in, 
in, in many times that has gotten me in trouble in politics. Um, but, uh, also at the end of the day, I feel like I did what I felt, what I thought was the right thing to do, whether it was to support an individual or to support an issue or to advocate for somebody. Um, you know, that, that's, that's how I, I run my politics and, and I don't get it not, uh, 10 out of 10 times. I make mistakes like everybody else. Um, you know, you said about being the shul, or whatever, and I honestly think if I made like my, I made a, sh- you know, a little bit of a list of all the things you do. That's a lot. Yeah. I don't know if I know a lot of other people that can manage so many other things. So as far as managing them, you know, you, you don't just do one thing. You know, your restaurant has been open for how many years? This this January is our 19 year anniversary for Chopsticks on West Englewood Avenue. So that's not even the only thing you have. Right. You know, you've been on the town council for also how many years? It's 17 just years. So that's at the same time. It's not even like you right. started one thing and then let it get big before you went to the next thing. You decided to join the town council when Chopsticks is only two years old. Right. So how do you? you know, decide, okay, maybe I should just focus on this one thing and think, cause you think that's really gonna, you know, if you give it more time and more effort, it'll blow up bigger. Or do you think that the way you did it, which was like multiple things at one time. And also you have a full-time job in IDT. That's right. like that. I give, I give 120%. So how IDT. do you do, how do you decide, I, I, you, you know, know I, which one, let me take a little bit of a break and focus on this one thing now. I'm, I'm, I'm very goal oriented. So when, when I make a goal of things that I'd like to accomplish, whether it's, I'd like to see X amount of new customers or I'd like to see X amount of sales, uh, I push and figure out how to get to that goal. And, and, uh, that's, that's what I do. That's, that's, uh, how I, I guess that's kind of the answer to your question. I just, uh, I mean, it's like having, when you have kids, you know, they're all very important, but some kids need a little more attention than others. And doesn't mean you don't love all, all your kids the same way, but, uh, you just got to give some specific attention depending upon the needs. Um, you mentioned about your kids. What do they think? Like, do they realize? I mean, they're young, so maybe they don't yet realize how much you do. How many hours do you work a week? And do they eat? Can they even? It wasn't until I was older until I was able to really understand the amount of hours that my parents work a week. You know, I see them come home at five, six, seven o'clock at night, and I thought, oh, they're done, but really they're not done, and they're right. working more. And can they understand that? How many hours? And- I'm not sure that they understand, and and I certainly don't think I understood how hard my parents worked growing up. Uh, you know, I appreciated everything I had. I appreciated going to the to the schools. I appreciated going to camps. I appreciated all the wonderful clothing and toys and everything right. else that I had. But the reality is, you know, whether it's it's you know a Jewish lifestyle or any lifestyle, especially here in New Jersey, uh, it's a, life's expensive. And, uh, you gotta work hard and, uh, and, uh, you gotta try to, uh, maximize. I mean, also the, the other thing I do realize, and that is that your time is important. You know, and, and I don't, I don't take my time for granted either. And, and I, uh, and I try to, um, allocate my time, uh, in, in with the best possible use as well. Cause time, you know, you don't get this time back. 
I actually heard once in a shear, someone said, the rabbi said, you should never use the expression. A lot of people use the expression. It's a very well-known expression. I have to kill time. Right. You should never use it because, you know, you think about it, why you're never going to get it back. Right. That's true. Now, I always kind of wonder, it's kind of, I guess, a two-part thing. Um, you look now at how much you've accomplished in, let's just, you know, the last 20 years. Are you still shocked every day at every little accomplishment and no, the fact that you actually, got there? It's actually the opposite. I don't feel that I've accomplished <laughs> uh, uh, what I want to, where I don't feel I'm where I want to be in life. You know, I feel like there's more that I want to get done. You know, I've always had dreams of uh, owning a hotel. I've always wanted to maybe have an apartment in Israel or in Florida or both. Uh, so, so, uh, so you're not, not done yet. I'm not done yet. No, I'm going to continue to work towards those goals. Um, you know, but that's the other thing is that you have to set yourself the goals. You know, you have to get yourself a book and write down what you want to achieve. And, and, and then you have to go for it. They actually say that in nursing school. I'm in nursing school and the things that they say is when you're taking care of a patient, it's one thing at a time. You know, you decide what the goal is. You decide how many days it's going to get there, even if it's to sit up in bed. So you have one day to sit up in bed. So breakfast comes. You know what? Why don't you eat breakfast a, a little bit? You know, we'll tilt the bed up. You don't have to sit up, but we'll tilt the bed up. And you just take it one step at a time. And if you do it like that, then it doesn't look so scary to own a restaurant right? in and the heart of Teaneck. The reality is... You can, first of all, um, that saying of you can do anything you set your mind to is absolutely real. Maybe you're not going to get it done the first day, the first week, the first month, but if you keep trying and you keep pushing and that's where you focus your energies on, you, you can get that done. Just, just stay focused. Um, but, uh, I don't remember my second point. <laughs> I always, um, wondered, you know, when I was little, I went through like four different jobs that I wanted to do, but now right. actually doing something that I love to do. And I hear someone, you know, I'm going, I'm going to be a nurse. So I hear someone's going to become an accountant. I think like how on earth, why, like, why would someone want to do that? That doesn't right. interest me at all. So two things, what did you want to be when you grew up? And also what are you now that you're grown up doing so many different things? Right. So my primary job is is working for the public company that's that's what i that's what i do every morning every night um and so when you went i guess when you went to school is that what you, i know people who no, just I'm, went to school I, and majored in the thing that'll get them out the fastest i i think i just went to school uh because my parents wanted me to go to school and i wasn't really focusing on really what i wanted to do or what i wanted to be um i i never believed that that paper was important. Um, and uh, to this day, I never had to produce uh, my diploma, uh, nor do I, do I, have I ever put together a resume. So basically drop out of school and you'll still but, be fine. But what I wanted to tell you, even though <laughs> that I didn't feel that school was, was important going through it, when after going through it and looking back, you realized what a foundation it builds for you for future for for life and, so and take it are, back don't drop out of school. no I, I i used to not appreciate school you know while you were while i was in it and then now afterwards when i'm dealing with with the real world and i have to write emails and i have to write uh you know i have to speak publicly and and all these other skills that i uh that i have to do 
a lot of it, the foundation is what I learned from school, how to spell properly. You know, you don't want to look like an ignoramus when you send an email to to the boss, you know, with all these spelling mistakes. You know, I have to tell you, it's it's very ironic, but when I was probably about 11 or 12 years old, your father, who's years older than I am, uh, probably not many, many. but but I'm saying a few years older, (laughs) uh, said to me, said, you should focus on learning how to type letters and write letters. Um, and he said the same to me. He taught me how to write an email. Yeah. So, so I didn't understand what he was saying at the time, but I said, you know what? I'll do it. And I mastered the, uh, the keyboard, not two hands, you know, the peck and type, whatever it's called, hunt and peck. <laughs> um, and, uh, I also mastered letter writing and I've written thousands of letters. I can imagine of all different types. I mean, I've, at one point I've wanted to put a book together. Of all the letters you've written? all the different letters I've written from, from silly, silly letters to Coca-Cola to, to real professional letters to, to, to presidents of, of countries. Um, do you remember what, when you were little or when you were a teenager, you wanted to be when you grew up? Cause I mean, me being in that stage, I'm I turning wanted, 20. I just wanted to be successful. I don't think I ever had a, a label of how I was going to get to that success. But you just wanted I always thought that, you know what, I wanted to be successful. Yes, I was always very entrepreneurial. Um, when I was 11, 12 years old, I started up my own mail order company. This was before the Internet. So we had catalogs and I had a couple of my friends become salesmen and I had a wholesale price list and they used to sell. And wow. I used to get. And then when I was uh, 13 years old, I started a vending company in my school. Um, <laughs> it was actually uh, an accident. I just ran for my uh, freshman um, student council. Oh, so it started back then. Yeah, I ran for freshman student council. I, I beat out uh, my friend by about six or seven votes. It was a tight race. Um, and they said to me, they said, congratulations. Now, as an honor of being in the student council, you get to open up the uh, student council locker during the and give up your recesses and sell chocolates for the student council. They probably didn't tell you that when you ran for No, they didn't mention that. <laughs> so I took uh, my money, and uh, it was my bar mitzvah money, and I went to the Want Ad Press, and I bought a uh, candy machine, and I cut a deal with my school, and uh, I bought a candy machine. And uh, we you know, did whatever agreement we worked out. Anyways, Friday night, I'm at the Shabbos table, and I told my father about uh, what I did, about spending the money, my bar mitzvah money. He was so upset at me. I mean, he yelled at me, how irresponsible to spend our, your hard-earned money and your bar mitzvah money, and blah, blah, blah. A couple of weeks later, he sees all the money coming in from the candies, <laughs> and he puts his arm around me, and he said, so, how's our vending machine business doing? <laughs> and I had a partner right away. Um, and then I actually, interestingly enough, I then I got another machine. I put it in the pizza shop. I got another machine when I was 15 years old. I put it in the police station. I put it in oh, the wow. ambulance corps. I just kept buying machines. I put it. In, I put one in, in in a church in Patterson. I had the the um, the janitor from my school was a uh, worked in a church also in Patterson, and he asked me if I could put a machine there. And I all of a sudden had another partner. Uh, ended up uh, taking him to small claims court when I was 15 years old. So oh my goodness. I got all these wonderful experiences when I was young. Um, now to sum up, just before we close, we said a lot of things, a lot of different stories, tips, ideas. If you could think of one or two just for people to walk away with on how to 
do so many things or accomplish even one goal and to just really do it so that when you look back, you're just so, so proud of what you did. And you, you know, like you said, you wanted to be successful. And I don't know if you would say that you're successful, but I would say that you're successful based on what I see you do and how many things I see your name on it. Um, if you could think of like one, even just one or two small things. Uh, the the only tip I would say is is number one get yourself a book and write yourself what you're gonna do that day or what you want to do t- today or tomorrow and most most important just get don't get your book and then lose your book or don't get your book and not look at your book make yourself a list and that list hold with you don't rely on your memory Real, you know and and if you want to make your book on your iPhone or whatever it is and make that list there. As long as you constantly reference it and say, okay, did I do this today? Did I not do this today? And then you come up with an idea and okay, and you pop it on. So I do that regularly. I have a, I have a callback book on, uh, that I use, that I carry around with me. And I also on, on my uh, phone, I make a list of things that I have to do. And when I think of something, I don't say, oh, I'm going to remember to do it. I write it down and then I don't forget to do it. Um, and make yourself goals that are achievable. Uh, and most important, be, communication is key to success in life. That's the reality. Whether it's learning how to communicate with people, um, or just, just calling people back, that is very important. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a hundred percent in that category, but I'm certainly in the nineties. Uh, I mean, there are some people that I consciously don't call back, you know, for people that are maybe soliciting me, uh, for certain things. Um, but I try to be in the nineties as long as you leave the message on the right number i usually try to call back um uh, and and nothing drives me more nuts when i try to call someone and their mailbox is full oh yeah it speaks volumes about people unfortunately either that they don't know how to call their local cell phone provider and extend their mailbox or that or they they're not calling call people, people back. back exactly thank you very much thank you very much i learned a lot to be here i had a great time you were a really good interviewer thank you oh, for thank having you. me thank you for coming the far trek yeah, it was a, it was a around the ride. block yeah. Or through the backyard. She went through your backyard. Oh, we were wondering <laughs> how you were going to get here. Um, we will be right back to the stunt show after this. Yeah. 
the stunt show here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Once again, my name is Leo Rizamik, and today we are talking about multitasking and multi-managing, doing a lot of things at once and managing to do them all well. We just spoke to Ellie Y. Katz, 
And now we are going to talk to, we, I mean me, um, Jacob Herenstein, who is a current student at Yeshiva University. And I don't know him too well yet, I guess, but um, I have been told that you are very good at taking charge of things and getting the job done. Um, is that right? Yeah, that's uh, that's the feedback that I hear from people generally, yes. <laughs> um, so if you could maybe tell the listeners, I guess, a little bit about yourself, since this is really the first time that I'm even talking to you. I've just heard about you when I've shared the idea to my show. People said, oh, my gosh, you should definitely talk to him. So um, maybe can you tell the listeners why? Um, so I, I was thinking about this uh, the other day. Uh, the first time I really... Remember when I was uh, sort of in this uh, like taking control and leadership. When I was in eighth grade, uh, we had a school Holocaust play in Yatna Academy, and uh, we had a play practice every single night. And each different groups went different nights. We, every night we would order food. So the, the person who was in charge of the play asked me if I could take care of, of putting together an order of food. For people to come, and I, I, it was a Tuesday night, and that's when the whole grade is together for uh, for the play. And I decided I could do pizza, I could do something easy, but for some whatever reason, I decided that you know, we're going to order dozens. Not only we going to not order dozens, but I'm going to let anybody get whatever they want, whatever side and whatever drink, making it extremely difficult. I thought I was playing over my head, and uh, after everything was taken care of, we were like. Six to seven hundred dollars of the food. We had like seventy people ordering fifty different items on the menu, and in the end, it all everything worked out perfectly. And good at the end of the play practice, of, uh, of the uh, of play practice, the day before the play, we had an on-site uh, practice, and uh, the principal came over to me and told me, "You did a really good job. We'll fix something that you're really going to end up doing. Uh, I need you to I need you to take care of it again." So at least the second time, I was smart enough. To, but I also ended up working out well. But um, I guess I should do something with my grandfather told me about, in my bar mitzvah that I said that I stand out from up for people in the fact that I don't just follow along, that I like kick feet. And that really stuck with me every day since. And uh, I just have been a natural, natural, natural born leader. Taking the initiative. I think you get done, I just want to get them done. And, uh, when random facts are given to me, I just don't forget delivery. I don't forget them. And when people have that information, I just go right back and I have information on top of my So that's, I think, where it really started. It's actually really interesting that you say that you were in eighth grade because that's around the time that Ellie also said that he, you know, started doing his own thing. But when I asked him, you know, what he majored in in college and whatever, he said when he wanted to grow up, he just wanted to be successful. Now, you are in college now. This sounds like something you want to do with your life. And even if it isn't, what are you doing right now as a young guy with this talent of yours? Do you major in something like that, or do you just do that on the side? I like Ellie's idea of being successful is a good thing to strive for. But, uh, but uh, right now, I'm, I'm working on a double major in accounting and management. I do want to plan to do management in the future. Uh, either real estate or finance, but I really like running running companies. Or my grandfather ran companies with the president of Standard of Poor's. My uncle is uh is the hedge fund manager. My dad was a portfolio tree, uh, was the head of his uh, portfolio uh, uh, the head of the portfolios. My 
uncle was the head trader on uh, for 20 years. One of my other uncles is uh, is the head uh, of uh, FSN. In the family, happens to be. I'm only realizing now. My family happens to be the uh, leaders. Yeah, sounds like it's pretty genetic for you. Yeah, so I actually just uh, realized this as I was telling you right now. I just never realized how many people in my family have done leadership roles. I really feel like that's something that, like, really, like, I, I think I'm good at. I think it just runs well. In my mind, I like getting things done and making sure they're as efficient as possible. That's just why uh, management is you know, I was going to ask um, how you do it all, but it kind of sounds like that's what you were used to growing up in a home where your father did that and your grandfather and your uncles. It just sounds like, you know, being very involved was something you were used to. So it kind of sounds like maybe that's where you got it from. It's in you to always do that. Yes, so I feel, I feel that it, it is uh, from home. And I think I see that my family's been able to to lead all these things, but, uh, but I felt like, uh, I went to three, four years ago, I really felt that I was like, I, I was sort of, even though I'm a lot younger, that I was, that I was starting to stand out from all of them. But um, when it came time, when we went to Israel, and we were planning trips, we were planning, anything we were planning, we went to Florida, we went to Las Vegas, we were planning, renting cars, booking flights, everything. All the, all my aunts, uncles, everybody, they run things, they all turned to me to do it. So, really, uh, how do I do it? I just do it, I guess. Uh, I don't really know how to put the exact words on that, how to put uh, the best words to it. But uh, when when a project is given to me, I just uh, try to do it to the best of my ability and as fast as possible. And uh, it gets hard sometimes with uh, managing with, uh, I said before, with uh, school. I give you the example for this specific happens to be I have uh, two tests of presentation on the student assistant coach of the varsity basketball team. We have a two games this week. Um, the vice president of uh, the sports management club and we bring in uh, the former commissioner of the NBA Stern. So we have that in a meeting with uh, the president of the university on Tuesday. And, um, and a bunch of other we have a bunch of I have a bunch of other meetings that I take care of for different clubs on Sunday. We're doing a sophomore class event. I'm the president of uh, YSU sophomore class. So it, it, the answer is it does get hard managing uh, with, with uh, schoolwork and with uh, with everything, all the things I'm trying to do. But uh, I try to do the best I can do. I was going to ask what extracurricular activities you're involved in because I know in college, you know, I'm in nursing school and. I my school doesn't really offer extracurricular curricular activities because most of the people in school are in their upper twenties and thirties, and it's not really a college; it's more of a separate program. But I don't even know how I would have time for things like that, you know, doing so much schoolwork and all of that kind of stuff. So, what are you involved in, and how do you manage to separate time? Do you make a schedule? Do you just, you know, go with the flow and fit everything in when you find time for it? Yeah. So I am. Um... So as I said before, I'm the sophomore class president for the Yeshiva Student Union at YU. I am a that, that's a, that's a, a organization that links the student, uh, school administration to the student body. I was elected this past December. Uh, um, so I have meetings. Uh, I have meetings with that probably one every other week. I'm uh, the vice president and treasurer of the 
Sports Management Club, a club that was uh, created four years ago by two of my friends who are a few years older than me. Uh, and we bring in different uh, sports, uh, different sports business leaders to uh, present. And we are actually having a biggest, uh, this piece is the biggest event that we're having, like I mentioned before, bringing in the former big basketball um, I am, I am the student assistant coach, as I said before, of the Hawaii basketball team. Uh, that's a, that's a good story of its own, how that happened. <laughs> how do you become a student? Was that a thing before you became a, oh, I've never heard of that. An, it is an NCAA regulated position. However, I don't think Hawaii has ever had that before. But when uh, the new coach, Elliot Steinmetz, He's an unbelievable coach and a great person to work with. He has led, he has taken over for uh, Coach Johnny Halpern last year, who finished 42 year tenure at YU. Unbelievable, 400 plus wins. So when Elliot took over, he had known me from, from around. I was around the Yeshiva League. I used to be the manager for Fish. I used to, uh, when it came time to rent out the message, I checked everybody in. I, uh, t- I took care of the rooming, I took care of the fight. He just remembered people talking about me. So when the opportunity came for him to actually be able to work, he approached me and said, like, I'd be a fool not to ask you to have a managerial role. So, so I guess he, like I did, heard about you and had to talk to you and find out, you know, what you do. I think it's crazy. I, it's crazy. You know, he also, I guess, heard about you to think for such a young guy to be able to do so much. How could we not? Talk and figure out how you do it. Yeah, so as you asked before, like, how do I take care of it? The answer is everything that I plan is in, in my, is in my uh, BlackBerry calendar. Yes, I still have a BlackBerry. I'm in like uh, the of story ages with people. So I'm writing not, things down is how you do but, it. Uh, everything that I have, every test, every homework assignment, every event, it's in my calendar. Could you just say that again? I think we like missed it. I know what's coming up, and I know how people just see, okay, next week I have a presentation, my business communications company, and that. And then Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, uh, the day before Thanksgiving, I don't know what people call it, but I have a basketball game, so I got to make sure I do that. And I also have a meeting in the morning. Everything I write down on my calendar, and it makes it much easier to be able to manage time. So I was gonna, I was gonna say, Ellie talked about how important communication is. Do you find that if you don't, commu- like, communication is key, is your, does your inbox ever get full? He said that's the biggest problem he has. The thing that he hates the most is when he calls someone that he needs to call back and their inbox is full because he's so on top of, you know, calling people back. And, I mean, I guess I don't know how much communication really plays for you because the things you're doing are mostly, you know, in school and you're doing on your own. But do you work hard to call people back and make sure you communicate with all the right people? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so Ellie, there was just, Ellie, he is more of a person who's, who's on the phone a lot during the day. And I know Ellie well, Nick, uh, I was, with, I was in Yeshiva with his, uh, nephew last year. Um, so she is, uh, so he is more of a person who keeps calling, who has to, he's on the phone. That's, 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 that's what he does. To so me, I'm doing more, the things I'm doing for now are more vocal, so it's less phone calls. I, a lot of emails still, and I imagine I hit more, but it's all about when it comes to emails, that I'm very proficient. I always try to answer my email or text the phone calls in like 
five or ten minutes of getting them. And when it comes time to communicating, I try to get, I try to make phone calls as soon as I can and as, as much as I can, which is that what we need to take care of, to take care of. So for example, that was the Eastern event. Um, so our president of the, the sports management club, Max Stern, is senior at, uh, YU. And, uh, she spent, I think, two months all Hold on, I think we're, I think it's a little bit fuzzy for a minute. Could you say that part again? So when Max Stern, who's the president of the, of the sports management club, and he wanted to bring in David Stern, he spoke, he spoke to his office every single day for two months, uh, just to build a relationship, make sure that, uh, like we found us that we needed to bring him in, that they, they would be nice about it and they help us out. I think communication is a big key. I thought it's a point, the major point that was not like the number one thing to me. But I feel like it's that I'm, I'm getting a grasp of it and it's something that's become very important. Um, you mentioned about going to someone's office a lot. I was going to ask you what the craziest idea you ever had was and the craziest idea that you ever had that actually happened or, you know, the craziest thing you were involved in. I know you... I think you went to La Vie, you were in Shalavim, you're in YU, you were in Frisch. Like, what do you think is, like, the craziest thing that afterwards you're like, whoa, I can't believe I actually did that? Uh, I know, it's a little bit on the spot uh, there. So, what I want to, I want to say that one of the, one of the classics, that was the most impressive thing, but I think it was pretty crazy. I went, to, uh, I was in Michigan Shalavim for a year and a half. So, my first year was, uh, August 2012, I go to Yeshiva and I was in Yeshiva South and there's no transportation. So the only way to really get out is, uh, is to get a ride, which is not that often. Or we arrange Sheruts, uh, these, uh, these, uh, taxi, 10-seater, 50-seater taxi. Right, I've, I've heard of those, going to Shalvin so for the, women. Yeah, so the way it works is that we, we would call, when, when there's a list of 10 people on the board, the 10th person will call the guy, sorry, and the call would say that we wanted, to, that we, uh, we need to pick up here. Getting called because we show up one week with like 20 seats, 40 people, and 30 seats, or 10 people, and we pick up the table, and we must say what? Wait, I'm sorry, could you repeat that last part? So sometimes the body would show up with 40 seats, or 165 people leaving, Another week, he would say, oh, last week you had too many, so we'll show up at 30, and then we have 50 people, we don't have enough. Um, so what I started doing is I started to make a better system, a sign-up sheet, that people would, would just would just sign up, and then at the end, I would call everybody. I would call for everybody, because everything was in order, everything worked out, and then if there's, if there's a change, they just text me, and I take care of it, and I fill it in. So it's last-minute changes on both directions. Um, so that's, I don't think it's crazy that of the idea. I think it's crazy looking back that it was my second yeshiva and I completely took over transportation. Right, that's crazy. I mean, when I was that age last year, I don't think I could have done that. I mean, we got lucky. We were in Yerushalayim. We didn't have to stay out near you guys. But um, so that is it's crazy that you were able to do that. And I'm sure I. I have a guess as to your answer to this question, but a lot of people say that in order to be successful, the first thing you have to do is love what you do. And so my guess would be that you like 
taking charge and and feeling accomplished in all these things. But would you agree with that, that um, in order to be successful, you need to actually have a passion for what you're doing? Yes, I, be- I believe I believe in that very, very strongly. That if you want to be good at something, you've got to love to do it. If you don't love to do something, you're never going to want to take the next step. You're never going to want to take the next step. You're never going to want to go to the next level. And for me personally, and for a lot of people, I love taking charge. So sometimes a little bit too much, sometimes it's not enough. <laughs> but um, because I like it, I keep trying to improve on it. Go to the next step figure out what the next thing is and what the bigger and better things are that I can do for the future. And and that's what you said is 100% accurate, that if you don't love what you're doing, it never becomes amazing. Um, Now, do you... I've personally had ideas or I've been in situations where someone needed to take charge and for some reason it just doesn't work out or it's not me or someone else or my ideas are just like... I don't even know where to start in order to make them happen, but it's a good idea. Can you think of any ways in which you can help our viewers um, either balance just being in school and being on a uh, baseball team or a sports team or part of an extra club, or even if they have a small idea how they could tackle something that seems so big that clearly is possible, but they don't know where to start? So I think the first step in doing that for sure is you need, what you said before, you need to be, make sure that what you're doing, you want to do. Step that first step and think, is this something that we need? Is this something that I want? Most of the time, the answer is going to be yes. Next step, I think, is that everything else. Figure out what you need, figure out costs, figure out uh, what you hire people, whatever idea, call, whatever, whatever phone calls you need to make, that out everything. Make sure that you're physically able to do it. If you're not physically able to do it, then it's probably not going to end up happening. And then once that's done, then you start, it sounds a little cheesy, but you got to believe in yourself. If you don't believe that what you're doing can happen, there's no way anybody else will. And I'm learning that a lot at this age that you have to be able to sell something in order for other people to do Wait, so could you, you say that again? Work, you have to what? You have to... Uh, you have to believe in something you want other people to believe in. You have to sell people. You want to sell people, you have to be sold on it yourself. So if you, if people, if you want to start a, a small taxi service, what I did small trade. I started a small taxi service in Phoenix. I ended up making a good parking cash in small trade. Did you say fourth grade? Small trade. Oh, okay. I was in a little crazy. <laughs> um, so what I did is I figured out I'm like do people need this the answer was that a lot of the ta- taxi companies in the local area were charging a lot what people wanted to do they wanted to just drive to the airport but also the parking in the airport cost a lot of money so I started a business with one of my friends all we would do is we would go we would take people's cars we would drive them in their cars to the airport and we would drive their cars back to a small fee and it cost them Almost nothing because they're told and their dad they pay us, and it was very little labor for us because we were just driving for 45 minutes to an hour, and it's good money for that amount of time. And it was something that people wanted. It was something that was very doable. It's something that didn't really cost us that much, and ended up becoming a very big success. And we had a lot of people who we were driving part time and full time 
every day, every week. And uh, for me and my friend, Jacob Walker, who I started it with, he ended up making a good amount of money. Um, so we talked a lot about, you know, specific one-time projects or long-term projects. Do you have any advice making all that happen while someone is, I guess, in your case and in my case as well, in school? How do you manage, you know, I, you said writing it down, keeping up with your calendar and keeping up with your events. Is that, you know, the best advice you can give someone um, as to how to manage schoolwork, and extracurricular activities at the same time? So, the first step, you cannot ever take too much on your plate, and I'm almost at that almost at that point when I have too much on my plate, because if you have, if you have too much, and you have, you have too much school, and you have too much extracurricular, you're going you're gonna to end up not doing it well on both. You have, you have to make sure that you have enough time to finish all your schoolwork, because that is Really, what our parents are paying for education. Right. Get a good education. Get a good job. But on the side of that, you just calculate how much free time you have, and have figure out an, an activity or an extracurricular. Figure out how much time it takes up, and only fill up the amount of free time you have. With the amount of club. you only have three hours in a day. Like I imagine, if you're in school for a while, uh, you don't have a lot of time. So if you have an hour and a half a day, I wouldn't go on to a club. That, that requires a two-and-a-half-hour meeting every day for, for, for an obvious reason. But uh, you'll never want to take on too much. Taking on too much will, as I said before, will hurt your sport and hurt your extracurricular. But taking on the right amount of your capacity because you can use the balance of both Thank you very much. I definitely learned a lot, um, and I found it very interesting coming from someone who's only a year older than me, how much you've done. Thank you. And um, today we've been talking about multi-managing your life, getting things done, how to accomplish various things. We spoke to Ellie Katz, who was the former mayor of Teaneck, current deputy mayor of Teaneck. He owns Chopsticks. He has a full-time job at IDT and a lot, lot more. And he, you know, gave us some tips, mostly, you know, communicate and stuff like that in order to get a lot of things done. And he said, if you want to be successful, then you got to work hard on being successful. And then we spoke to Jacob Herenstein, who is a college student, and yet almost everybody who I spoke to about him said, oh, my gosh, you are interviewing the best person you could possibly interview for that kind of thing. And if you heard the interview, then I'm sure you would agree on that. If you haven't, you can go back and you can listen to it on the archives after this. Um, I hope you learned a lot. I definitely learned a lot, being that I am in school and I am trying to manage so many things at one time. So if you have any questions, you can feel free to email me at leora at nachumsegal.com, L-E-O-R-A at N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. I hope you enjoyed. I enjoyed learning about it and talking about this. Um, This is the Sun Show here on the Nachum Siegel Network.